Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Okay, everything we've said in recent days, talking about endless topics may have come to a grinding halt. Here we are on July 13th, and our first tweet response of the day mentioned Mike Greer and Rob Ray as candidates to fill in on the roster this year. Marty, what have we unearthed on, what is it, Thursday, July 13th? I don't know. I just want to make sure I don't assume tomorrow's Friday at this point. Well, we did ask, what would you love for the Sabres right now? So, I mean, it's not in October. It's right now. And right now, well, maybe a little Rob Ray and Mike Greer would be fun. Um, you know, for summer workouts and bench press and squats, because uh, those two could definitely lift the weight. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously tongue in cheek, right? Because um, there is still some work to be done this summer, but it feels like it's very much vacation time and cruise control time until it gets to September. Obviously, there is going to be some arbitration hearing later in the month. And then a second buyout window, so we may see a lot of actions then. Oh well, right now look at quiet. you, full of optimism for potential talking <laughs> points. Why don't why don't you run down the arbitration hearing schedule while you're at it? Oh no, we're not reading that. That's because uh, <laughs> the chances are is that ninety eight percent of them won't happen. They higher, will be like higher percent. <laughs> you think like it's usually one or two a year that go to arbitration? Almost, yeah. I feel like even fewer than that, but I, I, I could made be my case. I helped out one year. I went the other year. I almost showed up. We went to breakfast. And by the time breakfast was over, we had made a deal before going to arbitration. So I, yeah. I know the feeling that it comes down with when you get close to it, but, um, and that's look, it's for some players, it's a pressured like time, like you're going to arbitration um, you know, within 48 hours, you'll know what you're getting or maybe even sooner. And that's it, right? There's no more negotiating. And that's the way it is. And guess who could have been, but very quickly didn't end up going that route. Is Ty DeLandria one of those guys? No, my guy. Because he signed. My guy. Who's your guy? My guy. Will the thrill. Oh, Will Borgen. Yeah, they had filed for it. That was a waste of paper transaction. It was a waste of paper, it. but it's the point of what you're saying. Usually, guys file, eh, it gets done. This was like getting it done early, and Will finally got paid. Now, I say finally, I recognize that he doesn't still yet have a ton of games in the NHL, 
But I really like that deal for Borgen and for Seattle. I think it absolutely slotted in perfectly. I'm still a little, I guess I shouldn't be confused with some of the things that Seattle does because uh, clearly their first year stumble was likely an aberration. I think they have the plan and the pieces in place, but I think from afar, they are still rather fascinating to watch. I'm just, I'm happy with with Will. Now, the genesis of our Twitter question today is because you need to know that on a regular basis, our source for story ideas is NHL.com. It's really the heart of all hockey news at this point in time. (laughs) And there was a sidebar headline that said the Islanders, in quotes, would love to have Parise return. So it prompted us to ask the question, you know, what would you love to have happen? So here we are. And the first response was Greer and Ray. I have a great then, answer to that, but it doesn't work. And then it was the, just veteran forward with Snarl yeah, and all snarl. the rest of it. So we got an NHL goalie. Listen, I we're going to talk about NHL goaltenders a little later in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was on, on Shope and the Bulldog. Shope is on vacation. So I was with Bulldog and Sal last night, uh, yesterday afternoon for just a little bit. We talked mm-hmm. about goalie. And I'm like, okay. So like, are we thinking Devin Levi is the guy 65 games 60 games next year no we're not thinking that but you you can manage it and i don't want three goalies in buffalo but i do feel that when i list all the teams and all their goalies there's so many teams that have a one a two and a two b like you know how we talk about having a one a and a one b there's Mm -hmm. a one a two a and a two b there is three goaltenders that many organizations will use in the season last year the ottawa senators used seven or eight like it was Insane, right? We've seen that with the Sabres in the past too, but I feel that the Sabres have NHL quality goaltenders. It's just I loved when I loved when you... the Senators tweeted yesterday or the day before with such great excitement that Mando oh. was back. Mandalorian, Mandalorian. Like, or, yeah. Okay, where was he? Five, six, or seven on the depth chart? But it was Dude, just the enthusiasm. Was he, was yeah, he the I one with it. the bright yellow and blue gear? Like I, I know, I just remember them... he had his whole family there, and it yes. was crazy. And he had like a massive forty plus, maybe even close to fifty save performance. It was against the Islanders? I think it was against the Islanders. So yeah, anyway, I think it was. But anyway, like yeah. So um, I, look, I think we got the goal now. My answer to what I would love the Sabers, um, and I I, I want to make sure I have what I would love for the Sabers right now mm-hmm. is to have, and, and maybe it's the wrong way to say it. Um, but remember last year, what was the problem at home last year? The color of their uniforms. <laughs> wow. Right? What a loaded question that was. <laughs> yes. There that, was a lot that, of answers. That, that that's why was, I jumped right that. in there. I didn't want to let you go down a wrong path here, but <laughs> it was the color of their uniforms, like their record in the goat head that you are yeah. sporting right now. If you're watching an MSG, uh-huh. the goat head hat compared to my Royal and gold uh, was so opposite. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like either we got to look at wearing the goat head more often next year so that the record, like even if it's five more games, like that would have been mm-hmm. four wins and maybe an overtime loss. That's the playoffs right there. Mm-hmm. Or take some of the goat head magic and sprinkle it on top of the Royal and gold and then mm-hmm. make it happen. Like that is what I would love for the Sabres right now. 
to have the same home record for the, the full schedule, 41 home games, as they did with their Goathead jerseys last year. More and more people are saying if they had just worn royal pants with the white retro, then the results might have been better, too. I, I am not. Wear, no, I I'm wanted not. white pants and white helmets. They got they wore the blue helmets and I yeah. wanted white and white so that yeah. it's a full out whitewash. I, I would have gone with the whitewash, too, like you. So I'm not. But I'm if not, you go I'm blue helmet, you go blue. blue pants. I get that. Like, that, yeah. I think that look would have no, been but, really yeah. good, too. Yeah. Well, anyway, jerseys aside, who's going to fill the jerseys? And I think that's where the would love question comes into it. Like, I guess if I'm sitting here trying to answer it. I would love if we had a little more clarity Ooh. on Victor Olofsson's situation. Yes. yes. Because I think, I think that I think that in itself, and that's not, you know, I can hear the other side of that right now. Well, the clarity is he's on the team and he has a chance to take Jack Quinn's spot, right? Okay, I get that. Um, but I don't want to call it common sense, but I think the reality is, is if you can move him and create more opportunity for the expanded internal competition for not only where Olofsson was in the lineup last year, but the short-term replacement for Quinn, um, I just think it makes it, you know, it allows the competition you know what to I would really, love? really, really, really take hold, you know, come when, when looking at Victor Olofsson, what I would love. I would love him to come out and just say what's on his heart and just mm-hmm. be 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 open. Like so, I go back to me like, and I said that to to Bulldog yesterday and Sal, two thousand five, two thousand six. Right, we lose mm-hmm. to Carolina game seven. We're on our way back. We're flying. JP Dumont after a few pops, like he's laughing. And, you know, yeah, we're devastated, but that doesn't mean we can't, you know, have a lighthearted conversation. And he's like, well, I'm going to need a new roommate next year. Because Marty's going to be gone. Because everybody thought I was getting traded that summer, right? Like, it's Ryan Miller's the guy. I'm getting traded. This is happening. Mm-hmm. So, and I was honest about it. I was like, yeah, I'm probably gone. I'm probably yeah. a goner. But, yeah. and people were asking me at the end of the season, do you think you'll be back? Well, eh, probably not. But, you know, who knows? And then when I was in, in training camp and JP was a goner, by the way, he's the one that went to arbitration and didn't work mm-hmm. out and he was a goner. Um, they're asking me, well, what's your mindset? Mindset's the same. I got mm-hmm. a year before I'm a non-restricted free agent. I want to be a number one goaltender in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to win games here because I'm part of a great team and I want this team to be fantastic. And I want to win a cup. And also I want to be a number one goaltender somewhere one day. And, and I want people to know that I am a number one caliber goaltender in the National Hockey League. So I, that's my mindset. Right. I was very honest about it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at Victor and I'm like, okay, like I would love for Victor and it's our now it's summertime players are away. But if, and when September comes around, Victor, what do you think about you being here? Well, you know what? I was fully expecting a trade, but the injury to Jack Wynn opened the door and I'm going to work my butt off to be the best player I can be and help this team. Cause this is a great team. And I want to help this team. And if it, when Jack Quinn comes back and if whatever happens, if I get moved, then I'm going to get moved. Why? Because I've earned that move. I've earned that trade, but I'm here and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to make it happen because if Victor doesn't have that approach and if he doesn't put it out there Mm -hmm. with that conviction, right? Mm -hmm. 
of, of today's pro athlete. Like this is not 1982. Like I'm just doing my job. I'm getting paid. I'm collecting my paycheck every two weeks. I'm doing my job. Like, no, like that's not working anymore. But mm-hmm. if Victor's not showing conviction and has not taken a, a strong arm approach to it, mm-hmm. then you know who is? You're cool like Will. And I would love to yeah. see that. And Linus Weisbach will. And Lucas Rusek will. And all of those guys will. Right? Because there, there's guys that would love that opportunity. So asking the love question again, yeah. like, what do you love? I want. I would love Victor to have that conviction. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to love seeing the other guys stepping up. Mm-hmm. That really makes me think back three, four years ago. And as we talk about the current prospect class or you know um high profile prospect um class you know the guys that are trying to get up and and become full-time sabers if i was to rewind it three or four years ago i would have said i would love for victor olofsson and rasmus asplund to really establish themselves with the sabers and to a certain extent they did and and i use them as examples because like there's no there's no guarantees, right? That yeah. the top scorers on the Amherst are always going to blossom into the next heroes for the Sabers. Um, I think there's incredible optimism right now that that is in fact what's happening. Um, you know, uh, with a little bit of consistency here, but it, because of how you phrased it, it does make me pause and and make me realize that, you know. It, as we started the conversation about Olafson, I don't want it to be misinterpreted that I don't want Victor here. In fact, yeah, no. it's in my heart. It's a hundred percent. Like this is why, you know, as the trade deadline came and went, like <laughs> I was genuinely sad when Asplin left town, like yeah. he, these two guys did everything that you could have asked for organizationally to bide their time prove their wares, make it to the next level and carve out some roles. Right. But now the expectations are different for the Sabres. So they have to push and push and push even more. And I, and I agree with you. If Victor's here. Wow. Like what a story it would be if he scored 35 goals and, and I'm not going to say, because I I love the empty netters, but let's say he scores 35 and half the crowd isn't fixated on the fact that he's scoring just empty netters, which is a complete misnomer. But you know what I'm saying here? Like, I, I, mean, I would. The team's winning, I would, right? Empty would, netters mean oh the team's God. winning. Exactly. That's why I love empty netters. So, but yeah, I just, I, I would actually really love it. I just, and even, you know, general manager Kevin Adams, um, had talked about it because he's been asked this a lot mm-hmm. by the local media. Um, what's his situation and and Kevin spoke about how difficult it was for Olafson down the stretch what Victor realized he has to do but then as Kevin said what they have to realize is an organization that they can do to help Victor find even more success so there's still an opportunity here and, you know there there's still an opportunity here because again if we're talking about a determined final year of contract player who maybe earns the right to play with Dylan cousins. Mm -hmm. And we all know that in a goals per game over the course of a season, like he's clearly capable of 30 (laughs) consistently because he's that skilled. I don't know. I think it would be one heck of a story amidst 
what we often talk about with this team, which is the youth carrying it to the next level. And again, I think we we often, I do the same, tend to forget that there's, it's not just the hockey player and stats, mm-hmm. and it's not just win and loss battles in the corner and physicality and speed and whatnot. It's there's, mm-hmm. there's human beings and there are people and they're, they're great quality people, right? Yeah. Like Victor Olofsson, great quality human being. Every mm-hmm. time I sat down with Victor to do a tablet talk, right. And talk about his shot and talk about the details of the game, always very gracious and sits down and talks and willing to explain more and discuss other things. And so absolutely love Victor. And would love nothing more than to say he's he's on a trajectory now. Like, look at him taking off. He's mm-hmm. he's used this weird situation of yeah, probably expect a trade to an injury to boom, let's jump full out and let's make something happen. And the Sabres are winners, and Victor Olson's a winner after all of this. Love nothing mm-hmm. more than that. Um, yeah. But I, all I'm saying is if if what I would love even more is if it's not Victor, then it's somebody else. And that's what is going to, that's why Tage Thompson was so fun to watch last year because he was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Why not? What do I have to lose play in the middle with Tuck and Skinner? And let's see, mm-hmm. let's see what happens. Boom. That takes off. Right. And Tuck, yeah. like, I'm going to be a leader. Okay. Let's see what happens because He's he's learned from some really good leaders, either in Minnesota and in Vegas. Let's mm-hmm. use that experience. Let's be a leader. Boom. Darlene stepping up. Like there's sometimes opportunities that present themselves in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And this may be one for Victor Olson. I a hundred percent it is. Um, and like we talk about Tuck. So Don Granado would have been sitting there thinking, I would love for Tuck to come in and take over a leadership role. Now, granted, he didn't do it singularly, but he clearly did, right? No, but you saw it as soon as he started as soon as practicing. As he came in, right. And as, and soon as, as I said came, to someone yesterday. As soon as he started practicing, you saw it, right? Even yeah. taking time with us, mm-hmm. like while packing in Vegas mm-hmm. and, you know, everything, like taking time to come on the show on Zoom and be able yeah. to talk to us. Like there was a leadership that Alex Tuck stepped up to helping <laughs> Kyle and Zemgis and others. And that was needed. And it, it, it was, it, that's what you said. Don Granado love to see that. Can our Sabres live social team, please retweet uh, maybe Luke Brady. I love that. I love What that. would I and love I... for the Sabres right now? Just for the season to start. Let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, could we get, you know, I've, I've been an advocate of an October 1st start to the season, not an October 15th or 12th yes. or whatever. 100%. October 1st. Camp Make it a starts... tradition. Make it a tradition. Yes. So it always start starts. Day. On, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Who cares? Our year always starts on October first, and then we it are, ends when March thirty first. I don't even yeah. care about the end. I just no, think, no, but like I, but October first like, to March thirty first. Boom. But you know what I mean? Like there isn't any common fan that knows like right now when the season actually starts. No, nobody knows. No, and 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 even if the NHL starts, you don't necessarily know when your team starts. But if you took all that away and just said every year. The National Hockey League starts October 1st. It becomes like a holiday. How about that? October 1st season starts April 1st. Playoff starts. You know that those two dates will always... July 1st is free agency. You know July 1 is free agency. October 1st season starts. April 1st playoff starts. Very simple. This is not rethinking the NFL wheel. Obviously, the NFL is a Sunday-driven league that has expanded beyond its date. Yes. But 
we have always been a league that plays every single night of the week. So what does it matter? Don't give me the nonsense about, ah, it wouldn't be great TV ratings if we started on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Friday. Bull, if yeah. you build in the anticipation months in advance, they're going to come if you and watch. It, they will our, come. Oh, my god! You're a movie buff, Duffer. You're a movie I'm, buff. I am <laughs> so not a movie buff. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not buff. And I don't watch movies. Well, you so there's would know a, though, uh, the movie that line uh, is from. If you build it, they will come. Uh, uh, Field of Dreams? Field of Dreams. There you go. Ding, okay. ding, ding. Just uh, I called a make friend. a donation to whatever charity you want just for that one for uh, Gift 716. How about that? Well, yeah. Why don't we do that? Uh, oh, you because know, you I have can, my t-shirt on. Got to show I, that, you, that. That's logo. last year's. And guess yes. what? Fresh merch, of course. And Gift 716 is coming uh, very soon, as a matter of fact, as the giving period is this Sunday, July 16th at 716 p.m. And it ends on Tuesday, July 18th at 7.16 a.m. So come together, raise money for local nonprofits with a chance to receive some great items such as Give 716 t-shirts. Last year's were a huge hit, by the way. So I don't want to ruin the surprise yet on this year's, but you will see them soon. Bill's autographed mini helmets, Sabres autographed jerseys, full schedule at Give716.org. I will, we will, gently let the cat out of the bag here to tell you to stay tuned for us doing something on Sunday night. Yes. Is that fair? That's very fair. Um, okay. So if you are looking at your But I won't be scaling plans, down the Seneca Tower like people were doing no, no, two no. weeks ago. If I'm not, scale, there's no chance. If you're oh. looking at your weekend plans, mm-hmm. maybe just think of like 5.30, 6 o'clock on Sunday night if you don't have anything and you're like, hey, let's do something. There will be um, okay. one little event. So I just made reference to the, you know, descent down Seneca Tower, which was all over social media recently, <laughs> not after, long after the Bandits won. How big would the donation have to be for you to do that? $7.16? Oh, my God. $71.60? $7,160? Or $716,000? What What would be the donation you would need to scale down Seneca Tower? I was driving around with my daughter yesterday and she saw a clip on, on Instagram of somebody doing bungee jumping. And she says, would you ever do bungee jumping? I said, absolutely not. I would never bungee jump. Now she was talking about parachuting and jumping out of an airplane. I'm like that I may want to do. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, what's the difference? You're yeah. jumping. I'm like, yeah, but there's a cord. There's like the ground. There's like a, it's going to snap myself up or whatever. Like the parachuting is like, you're free falling kind of in a dream and you're almost flying and that's different. Right. So the, the, the Seneca tower repelling or whatever you may want to call it. Like mm-hmm. um, I would, I would take, that would take a lot of money. I'm mm-hmm. not afraid of heights, but I, I, I value my, life. I am. That's why I would say <laughs> 716,000 is my starting point for the donation. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> look, I would probably say 71,600 would be okay. my starting point. Um, you know what's I, funny, though? I could easily jump to the 716,000, yes. We referenced this the other day, and now I get to do it again. You are so different than your predecessor that I worked with. Because when we were out in British Columbia on a Sabres road <laughs> trip, we were in Whistler for a day, and Brad May went bungee jumping. Middle oh of the season, God. just what the heck? 
And that's Brad, right? That that's that's Brad. And I'm with you. There was no chance I was doing it. Yeah, oh. Mayday. Mayday is got that no fear factor. And Big always time. had the no fear factor. Yeah. And think of Mayday, Mayday. Like he barely played, right? And then mm-hmm. like he hadn't scored in forever. And he says, I'm gonna put it through the legs of Ray Bork. Like, come on, like that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. You have to have a no fear factor, and Mayday has had that no fear factor forever. He has, and we're asking for what would you love right now? Because the Islanders would love for Zach Parise this to come back to them. This is and weird. so if you're sitting there saying, I would love blank as it pertains to the Sabres. Uh, we'd love to hear from you at Sabres Live. Um, a quick tease on Spencer Knight. Yeah. The fact that he was in really good spirits <clears throat> when addressing the media as he looks to return from time away from the game. Yeah. What's your first thought when you saw that story, that smile, and that hope that was very clear today for Spencer and the Panthers? My first thought is I go back to my good buddy here in Buffalo, Les Quintar. Mm -hmm. Les um, played for the Montreal Canadiens a little bit. Um, He's a goaltender. He used to be my equipment rep. Um, his son, Trevor is a Boston Bruins draft pick and, um, Cameron was a goalie. So I, I, you know, taught him, but, uh, Trevor played with Spencer Knight in college and always said, this guy is a stud. This guy is so talented. He will be Carey Price like, uh, at some point in his career. And I always think of that. I think of how gifted and talented he is. And then I think of the challenge that he's had to go through. And when addressing the media, he did say, look, I'm not going to get and in, in, you know, into the whole thing. I, it's not the right time to address anything on that front. And when he feels it's the time to do, he will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now he just wants to have fun. And, and really, to be honest with you, like I remember being a little bit lost after my first half season with the Rochester Americans and not knowing what was going on. I'm being sent down to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And play for the Stingrays, and I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm just gonna have fun. I just want to have fun. And luckily, mm-hmm. I had fun. There was an injury. I got back up to Rochester. I had fun the rest of the year, and then it took off. But maybe that's the same thing for Spencer Knight, like not, right now. And I, I always, always want to see great uh, comeback stories and great mm-hmm. human stories. And I cheer for yeah. people like Spencer Knight to be able to find. Uh, something to really enjoy and 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 continue to to pursue. So um, it's big story for me. It's a huge yeah. story for me because of the goalie landscape around the NHL and because of what he is and how he plays. We can talk about the goalie ripple effect potentially from that, but since you were on the topic of you know what you love and what you love seeing, why don't we cap the first segment on Damar Hamlin being back in that spotlight again last night, but not because Damar was getting honored because Damar was honored to honor those who saved his life. And that was an amazing moment at the ESPYs last night. Amazing moment at the ESPYs, the Buffalo Bills training staff getting the award for service. And obviously Damar, as we see it on MSG right now, looking really sharp and presenting this and and the crowd, obviously Uh, there's nobody in the sports world. And and in the common world that that doesn't know what happened to Damar Hamlin in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they followed the whole story. And so the Bills training staff, which 
crosses over with the Sabres training staff as well. There's so many people that that oversee the operations on both sides. Did an amazing job. Amazing job. Um, the 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 support that they uh, that they showed and displayed. Um, not only the the physical support, but the emotional support and the, the mm-hmm. help probably within the organization to talk to the players about it all. Uh, they did amazing, and it was it was fun to see. It's awesome to see. It's actually hard to watch when. Yes. Um, I think the beauty of Demar uh, has always been, and I it's funny because I don't always <laughs> like it's like, um do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Like I encourage people, especially in this business, when they're starting out, like smile more. That's what I say to them. Because when you smile, like your voice projects differently and it's better and it's more welcoming. Right. So I'm guilty of not smiling as much as I should. I get it. But Damar has literally a top three smile in the world, in my opinion. Like I can't not look at that human being and be warmed by him. And, but when you see him standing there last night and I don't first look at the smile, I look at his eyes yeah. and how, how big that moment was again, to be able to share the gratitude. There's never, there's no way you could ever show yeah. enough gratitude, right? Well, how, how could it, you like, no. there's not, like, you will always it, it, feel like you, you, your life was saved. Your you, life was saved. That's you, the ultimate you will thing, always, right? Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely Remember, like, amazing. You watch movies where like the guy, uh, Robin Hood, the old Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. He saves a man's life at the beginning of the movie. And then this man's life, like um, um, mission, priority, whatever is oh. mission, life mission is to protect this man because he yeah. saved his life. Like mm-hmm. there's no greater uh moment that and and recognition to be able to say hey these people saved my life and i am <laughs> going to always be mindful of that i mean it's just incredible um so yeah you're a hundred percent and and that's why i'll be honest with you like i have always loved love 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 what would you love i love my equipment managers and my athletic trainers like mm-hmm. even more sometimes than hanging out with the players was yeah. Let's take the trainers out for dinner on the road. We're in Chicago. Let's take the equipment managers out. Make sure you tip them at the end of the year. Make sure you take care of them because they take care of you. That's a small thing. They will save your life if they have to, right? Because that's what they do. So I always, always was harping on that. Great moment last night. What's to come for the Sabres and others here in this offseason? You would love what for the Sabres right now? Hit us up at Sabres Live on Twitter. We're back after this on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.